be a, be a puppy for mommy. <laughs> seen those no those fucking Jesus tiktokers Christ. it's like it's like uh it's a uh, like they're like voice channels on discord and and it's like rp like sex rp uh, uh like chat rooms and it's like you like there's a guy who joins in and it's it's like a guy barking and they're like she's like remember puppies bark for mommy oh and they're like <laughs> it's just like two or three guys just going at it bro just ultimate down, cringe fest. Down horrendous, bro. Down, down horrendous. Horrendous. I don't know if there's any other way to describe that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just other than down horrendous. I mean, you know, I don't kink shame, but I don't think that's something I'd ever that do. That is that is that is a whole other level. Not for sexual gratification. Dude, I'm honestly, I'm kind of fucking with that. Yeah? Yeah, like what if I were to move the guitars over there and I'll put the fridge over there and like that just stays right there. Yeah, casting couch style. I like it. <laughs> casting couch style, exactly, bro. Yeah. Big big uh big porno vibes. JK. I don't watch that JK. stuff. JK. I'm uh, I'm not a sinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> I feel like ah! you're you're ultimately exposed ah! right now. Uh uh, no, it's not. I, I just uh, I have familiarity with doing a lot of you know community theater, and there's a lot of couches involved, and yeah, we'll just leave it at that. So this week we're being extra spicy. Welcome to Nerds and Slurred Words. We don't kink shame where we don't we kink do, shame. <laughs> this is the show where we don't kink shame. We drink a lot <laughs> and we talk about nerdy shit. <laughs> My parents are never gonna hear this. Ah, uh, they probably will at some point. They're gonna hear about it and they're gonna know what a sussy baka you are. I know. I know. It's okay. My parents lived in Austin for like fucking a decade. They know. They know. They've, they've, they they've know you're ex- sussy. They've been exposed to like I'm sure a lot more weird shit than they're, they're like. I know exactly what fucking yeah. what kind of person my kid I, is. I think somebody told me a story. I don't know if it was my parents or like some, one of my family members that they would do, and I don't know how true it is, but they would do like a nude bike race in Austin. What? Yeah, like the people that the nudists would like that. That like, do, that doesn't even sound like pleasurable that sounds like yeah right downright Cause it, painful because the, the fucking you know the bikes in your ass and shit but like i don't well, know i mean think about where your balls are gonna i mean just That's first true. i mean like for men your nuts yeah. are on a fucking i don't like know a divider unless, it's like a very like, unless you get like one nut on each side <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't like i said i don't know how true it was but i remember being like a kid and they're telling me that story i'm just like what the fuck fucking nude bike race and they're like yeah the people are naked and i'm like they're they're, they're naked naked and i was like what the fuck Nude bike race. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how true it is. Apparently, they don't do it anymore or something like that. I, I imagine know. not. I don't know if it was like an embellished story. I hope it was because that's like really out there. But it's Austin, so I'm like, it's plausible. I mean, the whole, <laughs> their whole fucking thing is called is keep Austin weird. Yeah, so definitely some weird shit. But you know, but hey, if if you like that, if you're a free spirit, I mean, if you're into nude bike racing, if Austin's more, <laughs> the place for you. <laughs> more power to you, you know. More power to you, bro. You gotta be real confident to do that shit. I know I wouldn't do it, you know. Welcome to Nerds and Slurred Words, <laughs> episode five. Episode five, damn, we come nude bike way. racing, bat out of hells, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, a lot of crazy shit. So yeah, this week we decided to go local in uh, the great city of San Antonio. We're getting we're getting closer to home with every episode. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, we started with IPAs, which we started with. Uh, I guess we went a little bit all over the map. We started with IPAs as England, St. Arnold uh, local brewery. Uh, St. Arnold was Houston. Houston, so it's in Texas at least. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Because yeah, because St. Arnold was Houston, uh, El Chingon was Dallas. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Houston, Dallas. 
Well, then I don't we know did. If that's necessarily closer. We did. Oh, but then we did Shiner. No, we did we Oktoberfest did, first, did which Oktoberfest. is like all the way to Germany. <laughs> we went we all fucking, the way to we Munich. springboarded all the way to Munich. <laughs> we went all the way to Pacific Ocean to Munich, and then we came back. Pacific with, Ocean? Uh, Atlantic? <laughs> I guess if you go the other way. <laughs> Look, bro, I wasn't a geography major in college. I right, chill. Um, you, you went the complete opposite fucking direction. Yes, okay, I was going to Japan. Um, uh, <laughs> Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we went to Munich, and then we came back with Shiner with the Silly Sailor. With Rowan, and then <laughs> that's a really good story. Um, and, uh, and, and now Shiner, here we Texas, are, and now here we are in San Antonio. With so if, San Antonio. If, you, if you exclude the Oktoberfest beer that we had, yeah. technically we were getting closer and closer with every episode. Now we just need. Oscar. It's been a Texas beer almost every single, almost true. every single episode. Which I, I'm kind of disappointed in myself now. I guess we gotta we gotta branch, branch out, out a little, little bit more. Bit. That's okay. It's okay. We're starting things we're comfortable. It's with. the craft beer of Texas. Texas yeah, yeah. is a great place for craft beer. It is. It is. They have a lot of uh, different craft beer. And there's like a thing on here that they put them. Um, they're part of the association. I forget what it's called. Um, <clears throat> the American Brewers Association? Yeah, I think it's a little bottle that they usually put on there. But I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if it has it on there. I'm pretty sure that Free Tail is part of it. Well, anyways, I just spoiled it right there. But today we're having Free Tail, which is brewed right here in, in our home city of San Antonio, Texas. Yep. Free Tail Brewery. Indeed, it has a little bat on it because... Uh, Oh, I'll get to I'll get to that. Yeah, Don't I was you about worry. to say, do you know more about that? Because I do not. So. Yes. So Freetail is a local brewery. Um, you know, like you said, San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so established in two thousand eight. Oh, so it's relatively it's a baby. Yeah, it's it's a baby. It's a baby. In, in terms of brewers, yeah. sorry. In terms good. of brewers, yeah, it's a it's a child. It's literally like yeah. it was just born. It's an infant compared to like someone like Shiner, where it has like what fifty something years or uh, over a well, hundred. Over a hundred. They're from nineteen uh, <laughs> eighteen. I think was when they were originally 1918. established. So the hundredth year anniversary oh, can, was a couple I can of years just ago. Drop on over to nineteen thirteen. Was go. when uh, Shiner first started brewing. So over a hundred years old. Damn. Yeah. Over a hundred years old. Yeah. At this point, a hundred and eight years old. God damn. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, imagine, imagine that. One hundred and eight years old. I mean, Shiner has like ten times the le- yeah. like l- you know established years yeah. of brewing. It's a lot than of retail does. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking legacy and tradition there and history. What I, what I will say is that Freetail is making the scene pretty quickly from what I can tell. Yeah, definitely. Like a, lot, remember, a lot of people seem to like Freetail. I remember having Freetail in college, but I'll get to really? that. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. It was not a. <laughs> We've got a Freetail story coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's, you, got, you got this? Oh, yeah. I'm a teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Ooh, I like the the scent so far. Very hoppy. <laughs> Ooh, we're getting some slurpage. Uh, sl- it, it, it some slurpage. Over. It popped all over me, which is, I guess is good, because I don't want to get on the furniture. So. It, uh, it squirted it all over me. I'm covered in beer juice. Delicious beer juice. But it does smell very good. So specifically, this is uh, Freetail's Bad Out of Hell's Lager. Uh, it's a German style lager. Uh, according to Freetail, they brew it traditionally, which, so far from what I can tell, that's pretty true. Uh, slightly hazy color, um, but a nice little foamy head on top. Mm-hmm. Very, very hoppy. You can definitely smell the malts and the hoppiness in that. It's fucking beautiful. Goyo mm-hmm. <laughs> looks like an evil scientist right now trying to fucking pour his beer. Trying to get as much beer in the cup as possible, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I understand. I understand. Ooh. 
you're right. It is. A, it has a very hazy like color to it, which is which is actually not very typical of Hell's Loggers. So I'm I'm kind of questioning the uh, the veracity of this so far. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's it's like a very almost like I want to describe it as like tree sap color. I don't know if that's appetizing. Or not. <laughs> it reminds me. Of well, like, you know what? It's better than fucking piss golden. <laughs> so <laughs> dehydrated piss golden. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a very beautiful looking beer. As yeah. a, like you said, it has a very nice, maybe half an inch head on it. Not as big as like something compared to like maybe a El Chingon or uh, that the German lager that we had, the Polliner. So we get get a get a whiff, get a whiff. Mm. That reminds me a lot of the uh, Oktoberfest beer that we had, mm-hmm. and you know why? Mm. It's because it's got those uh, Munich malts. Mm. You get you get that same scent. Mm, it smells good. I like it. Here we go. Oof. Prost. Prost. Ooh, that is a that is a nice, easy drinking beer. Wow. Wow. I really like this. This is very good. So I'm very impressed. I, I'm impressed by that right there. I'm impressed with, with by that. Wow. Because it's very good. The last that you told me, you 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 told me that you had uh, free tail and you didn't like it very much. I did not like it at all. I don't. Well, uh, so this is a complete turnaround. Uh huh. Because it is a, it is a really good beer. Great flavor. Mm-hmm. It is very, very good. malty. Yes. Yeah. Super ready. Yeah. Yeah. Very bready. Very malty, but very smooth. Has a very smooth aftertaste. Almost no aftertaste. Like not very bitter. Um. It, it does have. It does have a slight bitterness to it, but it's like like really nothing compared to. Maybe something like the Polliner or the uh, like El Chingon, which is a really kick in the mouth, you know. It really is. This is very nice, though. I like this a lot. I could. Ju- I'm. I'm definitely gonna take some of this home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna last very yeah, long. Yeah, not gonna last either. very long. Yeah. Whatever's left over is not gonna last very long. But no, yeah, uh, and you know, one other thing I will say, good good amount of carbonation. You can see some of the rising bubbles there. Yeah, that's yes. also that's also. Uh, you know what? A, traditionally, I, I, yeah. a Hell's Lager is. I like. would, you know, I would say Shiner's more carbonated than this. Actually, you think so? Shiner's yeah, I think so. more heavily carbonated. Definitely, a hundred percent. I don't think this is as carbonated. I definitely get less carbonation in here than I do in like, let's say, a, yeah, Shiner. Yeah, I think Shiner's definitely has more bubbles. It's bubbly, more bubbly, 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 bubbly. Oh, yeah, you're a little bubbly. My it's friend. carbonated, bro. <laughs> it's a little bubbly. So, Freetail Brewing Co. established 2008. Um, okay, so Freetail. It's a weird fucking name because I was like, I was like, what the f- like? What kind of name is Freetail? It's a devil. It, it, it's not. <laughs> and it's gonna make a lot of sense right now. The devil's tail. It's named after the 30 million Mexican Freetail bats that live in the Bracken Caves uh, north of San Antonio. Oh you know? shit! I mean, that's a that's like a oh shit yeah. Like I mean, like as people who live in San Antonio, you know, you and I that live I, in San Antonio, I, don't know, I have fucking bats in San Antonio. I've seen them in Austin. The, really, you haven't seen the ones in, uh, in north not, San Antonio? It's Bracken not. Caves. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, 30 million fucking bats. Wow, that's a lot of bats. That's a lot of fucking bats. So yeah, well, and that's. The name of the company is Freetail. Yeah. And obviously the, the beer is named Bad Out of Hells. Uh, bad is obviously a reference to their, their naming scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hells is a reference to the type of lager that it is. It's the a German Hells. style lager. Helles. I would already pronounce that in German. I believe it's, I don't know, actually. Helles. I, I would think Hells. 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 I don't know. You're the, you're the resident expert in German. Nah, I'm, I'm no expert. <laughs> well, barely. <laughs> you're more expertatious than I am. Expertatious. That's I right. Know, expertatious is not even a word. It's I'm pretty not. Sure. It's not a word at all. 
but it's all good. We're going to roll with it. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it was kind of an interesting thing to learn, I guess, you know, because it was definitely like, what the fuck is that naming scheme for? So, yeah. One of the things that they claim to be super, uh, not super, but like one of the things that they claim to be kind of uh, important in is that they spearheaded legislation Mm -hmm. that allowed brewers to sell directly to customers. Oh. Which was here in in Texas, Texas. which was previously not allowed. From what I can tell, I was looking it up and this is this is going to be kind of a gray area because it was mm-hmm. it was difficult to learn, to find the legislation on this. Yeah, like the bill that was passed. Yeah, but uh, whatever the, it is in the Texas like law in Texas house. Yes. So whatever it is, I think that they can only sell directly to customers out of their own brew pubs. Like I don't think they can sell like hmm. I don't think they can sell online basically. Oh, like shipping it. I think oh, they can I only see. sell it directly out of their brew pubs. I see, I see. I see uh I see. which Freetail has like three in San Antonio. Here, I think. Yeah, here in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, the the tap room in downtown SA is uh, is tourable too. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's the second location they have. They have like a here in San Antonio. They have like this uh, like food place which I was telling Manny about before that I've dri- driven. I didn't go inside or to have food there, but apparently they have like a eatery. They have an eatery where they can serve you know beer straight from the keg. They have like these big giant keg things there. These metal keg things. So it's big like, giant keg things. Yeah, they have like. A, <laughs> Or I don't know. I actually don't know what they are. I don't know if that's where they store the beer. If they actually make it there, I'm not sure. I didn't ask, but uh, yeah. And and you, and you have fresh beer from tap there, alongside your food. That's kind of like the main. A lot of the reviews I read were people saying like the food was okay, but the, <laughs> you kind of go for the beer, obviously. So um, they do have like an eatery in North in uh, in North San Antonio. Yep, and they have they have uh, they have the food. Obviously, they have happy yeah. hour. Yeah, I saw that too. They have they typically have live music, and they even have oh. trivia. I didn't know that. What the fuck? I don't know what kind of trivia they have, but I would be very interested to see. Man, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big trivia fan. I'll be honest. No, I I, I enjoy it. Like, but I enjoy it because like I remember playing fucking what's that motherfucking uh, thing in in high school? The motherfucking uh, motherfucking uh, <laughs> oh, what's it called? A doom, 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 doom. No, <laughs> I have no, no idea you know? what you're referring to. It's a fucking quiz game. Are it's you fucking cl- talking like Kahoot or something? Yes, Kahoot. <laughs> yes, yes. Somebody remembers. <laughs> I just remember that because Lily plays that with her students. Yeah. Somebody put like a stupid name in and there. Uh, like, you know, Big Farter or something, or like Chupacu Munyanya, or like, you know, Big Chungus or something. Have you seen that fucking TikTok with the judge where somebody uh, fucking like, <laughs> like logs into court or whatever, and his Zoom name is Buttfucker3000? <laughs> no. <laughs> and the judge looks at him and he's like, your name is not Buttfucker3000. <laughs> like, he acknowledges so, it. So I'll have you know, my mama named me Butt, my last name is Fucker. All right. Uh, sir, I will tell you what. I'm, I'm the product of 12 cousins. <laughs> Make there's, sense of that how you there's, will. There's 3,000 uh, buttfuckers before me. I am the 3,000 <laughs> F. <laughs> 3,000 of my name. Um, no. So Bad Out of Hells is uh, very good. I enjoy it I, a lot. A, I, I got a great rating for it so far, honestly. Yeah. Um, lower on the ABV, 4.7%. I mean, higher than most, like, uh, you know generic sort of beers that you buy mm-hmm. at H-E-B or, or uh, I don't know, what, what what do white people shop at? Kroger? <laughs> Fucking Whole Foods? <laughs> I don't know. H-E-B in San Antonio, for it, sure. Well, in San Antonio, yes. And uh, I mean, I, I know I know for a fact 
that Freetail will definitely know what 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 H E B is, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where white people get their beers. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, guess so a little bit a little bit higher than typical, but uh, four point seven is uh, lower mm-hmm. than most of the craft beers that we've had. Probably, yeah. Um, I would agree. I would agree. Kind of in that mid-range IBUs, 22 mm-hmm. 22, IBUs. yeah, I was about to add that in there, IB, 22 IBUs. Yeah, it actually says it on the can. Yeah, I know, like they nice. even they, As it's a craft nice. brewer, they even go so far they, as to tell you the know, IBU level They know the the, who their market is, just people like us who are like, you know, novice connoisseurs, right. novice enthusiasts. Well, and, and so for this one, because it's like, it's got kind of like that breadiness behind it, um, according to them, it pairs were really well with fish, which is actually a common characteristic of lager, of uh, Hell's Lagers in general. Really? Uh, the, like the traditional Hell's Lagers, they pair really well with fish. I did not know that. I'm a big fan of fish and chips, bruv. Fish and chips. I love my fish and chips, bruv. Yeah, you also like saying bruv. Bruv. And you, go, Oi, bruv. you immediately go really high pitched. <laughs> I'm from fucking Britain, bruv. I'm sorry if anybody's uh, listening. That's the, 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 the drunker he is, the higher of the pitch uh, it will get. No, no, it's not true. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, like if Oi, he's bruv. like completely sober, he's going to be like, Oi, bruv. Oi, bruv. I want some fish and chips, Oi, bruv. And if he's like hammered. Fish. Motherfucking fish and chips. If he's bro. hammered, he's going to sound like he just did right now. Motherfucking fish and chips. Oh, I've just dropped my koozie, bruv. Bruv. Yeah, so um, 22 IBUs, <sighs> like I said, goes well with fish. So This one, um, according to Freetail, they, they did try to stick to tradition here. I want to eat it with fish now. Oh, oh he's, he's getting his fucking koozie. I'm getting the koozie. Uh, so, not koozie, it's a fucking... Uh... God damn it, now I can't think of the word. Beer holder. It's the thing that you put on the table so it doesn't fuck with the wood. Because you don't get watermarks. Yes, that. I don't know. Somebody's going to know what it is. Coaster. There you go. That's the one. Coaster. I am. I'm full of surprises. Anyways. So they tried to stick to the German traditions. Mm. They went with German Pilsner malts and German Munich malts, Mm. which I guess is kind of redundant. By the way, because we mentioned this last episode, Bavaria is a state. Mm. I knew it. I fucking I like I finally looked it up at one point. I think I was listening when I was editing. That's mine. God, it's my trash alarm. Damn it! <laughs> I forgot to take my trash. Actually, <laughs> this is going off. Fuck. Oh well, it's fine. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I finally fucking googled it. I was like, where the? Oh my god! I was like, I heard us talk about it again when I was editing, and I was like, God damn it! Where is that place? And I just googled it. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a territory province. It's, it's a state. State. It's just a state. It they call says. It states. That's what it says. It says state on state Google. Where? Yeah, yes, Bavaria. So I don't know. I mean, it's a state. Um, but so this is a Hell's Lager. So we've been on lagers for a while. Like, uh, you know, we've had a couple of IPAs, which are obviously ales. Uh, mm. I don't know about obviously. I say obviously a lot, but IPAs are ales. It's in the fucking name, if you know the acronym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Hell's Lager, which is on the, you know, title of this beer. It's it's on the on the front of it. It says it's a German-style lager. Mm-hmm. Is um, kind of a difficult type of beer to brew. Really? So, I don't know about, you know, there's it's there's conflicting accounts when they talk about it, but a lot of them say that what is difficult about it is maintaining the simplicity of the beer. Because what the idea is behind these types of beers is a, a delicate balance of hops, malts, and your yeast fermentation. Um, and the fermentation is actually kind of a complicated process too. So it's yeah. fucking, it's fucking crazy. Like hell's is actually, you know, once I do get into, uh, homebrewing, which by the way, confirmed it's happening. I'm getting into homebrewing. You're going to have some nerds and slurred words, beers coming out pretty oh soon. Oh my good. Um, it's, it's happening. Once I get into that, oh my good, it's going to be very good. Uh, <laughs> 
It's going to be amazing. The beer is hitting already, huh? No, not really. I'm <laughs> no, just okay. being silly. Yeah, yeah. So hell's hell's is, <laughs> uh, hell's is going to be one of the last fucking things that I that I that I brew because supposedly it's it's kind of not beginner friendly. Yeah. So hell's literal translation bright. Let me look at the color. Yeah. So it is bright. Like Very. I said, this one is a little bit hazier than I expected. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Like tea. You know, that's what it looks like. Kind of. Like yeah. Tea, like yeah. A tea I mean, coloration. like a really, really light tea. Like a light tea. Like a green yeah, tea. But, or but definitely like a little bit hazier than I expected. It looks appetizing. Um, because typically, um, Hell's lagers are supposed to be pretty clear. Oh, okay. Like very clear. Like crystal clear. Like moonshine. Yeah, what they call brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, that's Ooh. the that's the rating they give it. Nice. Right, take the sip. I'm going to take a sip. A little beer. Oh, that, was a, right that there. was a big sip too. That was a big sip. So big sip. Uh, a lot of other a lot of other sites uh, describe hells as a translation to pale in color, which literal translation is bright, but pale in color is what it means supposedly, mm. as far as figuratively, it means that mm. right. Originally developed in 1894, Jeez, it was man. by some kids who wanted to make their papa proud. Papa, yeah. Anton Johann and Karl Settlmeyer. Very German sounding. Some brothers. And some brothers. And they were all doing it to make their papa proud. It was Gabriel Settlmeyer, a famous brewmaster in Germany at the time, in the, in, in the Bavarian area. Mm. Uh, so they, they designed it actually as competition for Czech pilsners. That sounds very specific, like really specific. Like so, very... well, and, and the reason is, I mean, okay, we know Germany as like, uh, Germany was is beer. Like, we know Germany for beer, you know, it's, at the time that that, yeah. was, that was what they were known for. Part of their culture. Right. Aside from, you know, death and destruction of World War II. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's not them now, right? But, yeah, right, correct. Long time ago. Long time ago. We're past it. Yeah. But Czech Pilsners were actually giving them a lot of trouble like Czech Pilsners were actually giving them a lot of heartache because they were becoming very prominent in the market at the time and for like 50 years or something like that Pilsners were actually like dominant in the market and so Pilsner is a, like another type of it's a it's a different type of beer it's not a it's not an like it's, it's like a, a same sub, like category like lager or ale or type of pale lager oh so it's a type of lager oh my god yeah Jesus. So I mean, again, uh, Pilsner is you, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what what they say is that Pilsner is a type of corrected lager, a corrected yeah. Lager. Like they didn't like the hop combinations and all of that. I feel so the, like those checks, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> the checks. I feel like I feel like brewing is very. Uh, you have to do a lot of study to it to understand all the subcategories and, and like variations of one type of like. Uh, beer and not even well. Yes even and like, no. I think I think a big part of what becomes what becomes difficult with brewing is from at least from what I've studied um, is is that I mean like for example I don't think it's that you have to learn the varieties because you can immediately determine like you know what I want to make a Bach yeah or I want to make mm-hmm. a lo- a Hell's Lager a or I want to make a Martzen or, or you know whatever it becomes difficult because each one has very specific processes. Um, Hell's is actually one of the more difficult ones. Bach is supposedly fairly simple. Um, as far as from what I read, again, I might be wrong because I haven't actually done it myself yet. Mm-hmm. But um, a, a big part of it is like there's a lot of science behind it. Apparently, I yeah. mean, I never really it is a science. I never really thought about it. I mean, it's That's like why I, you know, okay, you know. like but think about it like cooking. Like 
Cooking if, is a science too. Sure, it, it is a science. But like, for example, if you're not trying to like revolutionize what you're making, god damn it, he dropped this fucking coaster. his coaster my again. Co- my coaster again. Dead like, if you're it. not trying to like revolutionize a dish, you don't really have to put much thought into it because all you have to do is follow a process, right? A recipe. Yeah. yeah. So to me, like beer, beer was the same thing. It was just following a recipe, right? But I mean, for the most part. You can follow a recipe pretty easily with beer, but then what's the point of homebrewing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the point of homebrewing is to experiment and create your own flavors create, and, yeah. you know, be proud of your work, right? A unique flavor profile. So, I mean, you got to calculate the original gravity and, you know, you got to, you have to determine, like, the, uh, uh, you know, like, the different types of malts and the and the hops, the percentage of hops that you're going to use in the beer. You're going to have to determine the process when you're going to, when you're going to ferment. I mean, what temperature you're going to start it at? Well, you're going to set it at lower. You're going to yeah. start it at higher. Um, depending on you're doing an ale or lager. Yeah, that sounds very complicated. There's man. a lot of shit. And actually, like, Hell's is really complicated because when it comes to the fermentation of Hell's, um, so from what I read, mm-hmm. at least in a couple of different recipes, there was probably like three or four recipes that led listed like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you start at around uh, a, a little bit lower than what you want the temperature to be. Um, so it's a lager, so you're gonna you're gonna go with a bottom fermentation, and you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it colder. I right? really like this. This is very good. I keep it's, drinking while Manny's talking, and it's very it's, it's a fucking fantastic. It's very refreshing. Beer. I feel like I feel like it's almost more like I don't want to like degrade the flavor, but it's a little bit more watery than I would say some of the other uh, like beers that we've had that I are think, like I think very. I think you're kind of going for just the the refreshing factor more yeah. than watery, but yeah, I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, it's it's refreshing. I don't want to say watery because I don't want to like say that it's diluted. It doesn't taste diluted. It has like a full body flavor. It's just yeah, more refreshing. I feel it's very it's lighter. I feel Al- like it's almost lighter. more hydrating. Yeah, it's like it's like lighter. Which so I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Hell's Lagers are known for that. That's like a, yeah. that's like a characteristic of Hell's Lagers yeah. is that they're they're supposed to be. Um, early afternoon sort of beers. You know what I mean? Like they're like the yeah. mow the lawn kind of beer. Yeah, very yeah. very easy to drink. I could feel that, and they feel refreshing. They yeah, feel yeah. hydrating almost, yeah, yeah. which is obviously not the case. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah, not true, but yeah. But anyways, going back to the fermentation. Um, so you start around that typical temperature, and again, since you're bottom fermenting, it's going to be a little bit lower. So you're mm-hmm. going in the forty eight to fifty degrees Fahrenheit range, um, and then you actually raise it to like in around the 60s for a couple of days. Mm. And it's a lager, mm. so the process of fermentation is a little longer. So then after that, you drop it to just a little bit above freezing, like around 35 degrees Fahrenheit for like two weeks. Which is, this is supposed to be the fast process for lagering. So, okay. The fermentation is kind of weird. Like, yeah. you, you got to really pay attention to that motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to monitor. I mean, that's why the people get paid to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, 100%. But like I said, like, that's why that's why this particular one seems like it's all over the map. Seems like it would be a little bit more difficult of a beer for me to brew. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't tried it. Like I said, you know, I haven't tried other beers either, which is the, which is the thing. Um, so maybe I just need to do a little bit more research on the process with mm-hmm, the fermentation mm-hmm. and, like, the science behind it. But, you know, I don't, whatever the case is... Um, like I said, this is supposed to be a very delicate beer. Very easy to fuck up if you if you go a little bit too much on anything. Yikes. So definitely not beginner friendly. That's mm-hmm. that's the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. If it requires such, you know, careful monitoring of the temperature, which is like, you know, in, when you're cooking anything, temperature is everything, right? right? So if you fuck that up, you know, it's a difference between an excellent dish and just an okay or a good sure. dish, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I could completely understand that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having failed many times at cooking before, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, have you ever told you? Have you ever told you? That, I remember I told you that I tried to cook some, make some fajitas in my in my like kitchen, my apartment, and 
<laughs> I had to open a window. Oh, yeah. Right? You told me he fucking open, smoked up Open my balcony place. doorway because of all this fucking smoke, bro. All that fucking... I was like, ooh, it's going to smell like fajita, bro, for like two days. <laughs> for two days. It smelled like fajita. Try a week, bro. Yeah, for wow. real. That, for that real. smell lingers. Yeah, it does. It was very good, though. Fajitas were busting. But, that, yeah. yeah. It was definitely something that I was like, nah, if I do this again, I'm going to like... <laughs> Get a fucking grill and do it outside because there's no way I'm gonna fucking stink up my place again like that. That probably my neighbors were like, Someone making fajita? <laughs> Someone's brewing a fajita. Someone making a fajita over there. I said uh, brewing right there. Yeah, brewing a fajita. A fajita. I got brewing on the mind. <laughs> I got brewing on my mind. Anyways. My mind. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, developed in 1894. Like I said, they were they developed it as competition for the Czech Pilsners, um, which yeah, apparently the, the Pilsners were dominating the marketplace at the time. Um, so they really played. They feared losing their street cred. They didn't want to lose that, right? Damn. So uh, Anton, Johan, and Carl decided to brew the Hell's uh, Lager, which was meant to be competition for it because it was a very pale lager. You got mm. those heady hops on the top, like like you notice. You know this one had a little bit more hops, yeah, but like, for example, inch. like a shiner. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and not a lot of bitterness uh, because mm. they use softer water in this. Softer water, um, and 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 again, like which means that it's more filtered or what? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, there's I don't know necessarily the science, but between softer and harder water. But yeah, typically I think it's minerals My that make the difference. More filtered has more, yeah, more filtration. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, how much filtration could they possibly have had in 1894? Well, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a good point. I, I feel like it's probably just the difference between the minerals that are in the water. Like probably. maybe they maybe they use different sources of water. They seeded the water with minerals. Shut the fuck up. They seeded uh, it. Yeah. So so Hell's Lagers, known for uh, kind of like that spicy sort of German hop to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely get a little bit of a bite on spicy. this beer. Spicy. Uh, and and again, like the well controlled fermentation. Um, like I just said, you know the fermentation seems to be a big part of the process. Um, they are not traditionally offered in aluminum cans, like what we're drinking right now. Oh. Blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemy. Sacrilege. So instant, instantly a, a, a departure from traditional German hell. It still tastes very good. It tastes great. It tastes fucking fantastic. Um, and they are known for higher, carbona- higher carbonation. Really? Mid to high carbonation. Mm. Which, yeah, you're, you're looking at like the last fucking shot worth of beer right there. Yeah. You're not going to see much. <laughs> studying that shit. I can see the bubbles with my mind's eye. I have the shotting gun. <laughs> okay. Let me do the fucking clone jitsu. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a I'm clone not, jitsu. I'm not a Naruto nerd. Ha, ha, shout out to the Naruto nerds out there. I I guarantee you would be a Naruto nerd if you watched it. Yeah, but I'm not a Naruto nerd, so not right now. Jiraiya can suck my butts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, the that'll get all the Naruto fans up and. <laughs> you say that about Jiraiya? I can, I can already sense the fucking hostility. They're going to come fucking running at you like gonna... arms arms heavily cocked behind them as they sprint. They're going to come at me. Pull up on me, cut. Pull up. I'm just kidding. Don't pull up on me, please. No, pull up on him. Pull up on me. I'm, gonna, I'm, about, to, I'm about to paste his address. I'm a finna. <laughs> I don't actually know your address. I just know how to get there. That's true. Uh, I don't even know your apartment I'll, number. I'll, 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 I'll pull out my katana, bro. I'll meet you fucking Demon Slayer style. Fucking. God damn. You're going you're gonna to open fucking the door and all you're going to see is Goyo just 
fucking like chin down with a katana to his side. Little straw hat and shit, my fat ass. <laughs> my fucking breathing style. You're, form wearing, you're, wearing, you're wearing a kimono and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Those little sandals with the big bottom. Thing. Oh, fuck no. Nothing under uh, either. Uh, nothing under either. Just bare. Yeah. Bare. <laughs> barren. Yeah, barren. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about Naruto. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you know what we do know about? It's a typical ABV of a Hell's Lager. I did. Okay. Sure. Well, <laughs> at least I, I know. I thought you were going to go to something else. But I was like, well, we do know about Star Wars. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be the Well, transition. we're going to transition here in <laughs> yeah, a second. Yeah, Don't you it, worry. Go. We're going to get go there. For it, go for it. So, typical ABV of a Hell's Lager, 4.8 to 5.6%. And this one is actually sitting like right in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, no. It's sitting right below that, 4.7. Mm. So, actually... For a Hell's Lager, on the low side. I mean, obviously, it's right there. But, Hell like yeah. I said, on the low side. Um, And then, of course, it, it is 18 to 25 IBUs, typically. So, we're at that, uh, for that aspect, we are right in the middle. Uh, or close to the middle. So, uh, Freetail, overall, dude. Are you, <laughs> you're knocking the can against your headset? I just feel like the can is lighter. With maybe some of other cans that I've... Experience, dude. What the? F- maybe you're right. I feel like it's maybe like recycled, maybe or something. I don't know. I don't maybe know. Maybe they're. I just picked it up, and it, it really does feel lighter. You're right. right. It's it, a beautiful looking can, though. I will nice say, can. design on it looks great. It's got the San Antonio skyline on it. I yeah. just noticed that. It's very cool with a bunch of bats. Very very cool. It's a San Antonio zone. So before we move on to our nerd topic, which I already spoiled, but um, we'll get back to that. So yeah, I, I was in college. Did you spoil it? Yeah, I did, because I remember we were talking about ABV, and I was like, <laughs> anyways, um, you can edit that out if you want. Uh, but anyway, so I, I was in college, and I have a hazy memory. Um, I was in a fraternity, so like we, I think the best thing about the fraternity is that we go out of town to go to a lot of parties. We go to parties in town, too, but like we go out of town a lot of party, to a lot of parties in other chapters, or brothers from other chapters will say, hey, like come like pull up, it's going to be a lit time. Uh, Hand me another one, please, as well. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. And uh, and so I, I remember at some party, and I don't know if it was here at the, with the brothers from UTSA. I think they're Lambda Delta. I think that's their chapter name. But uh, I don't know if it was at that party or it was another party that somebody brought free tail. Somebody brought some kind of free tail. And I don't know. I don't remember if I shotgunned it. Oh, that sounds sexy. Uh, I don't know if I shotgunned it or if I was just drinking it because there was only beer. That was the only beer that was left. I think it was towards the end of the night and there wasn't a lot of beer left. Oh, so they left it towards the end. Yeah. So I was like, man, if I'm going to keep down. And I was probably lit too. I was probably lit at that point. But I remember drinking it. I'll be like, oh, fuck. This is ass. This is ass. Gave it to somebody else, and I was like, "Yo, bro, <laughs> yo, bro, you gotta try this. Tell me what you think." And the other brother got it, drank it, and they're like, "Dude, this is fucking ass." And I was like, "Right, dude? What the fuck is this?" I'm sorry, free town, trashing y'all right now, but like, I don't know. Yeah, well, hopes of sponsorship uh, out the window. Out the window, but but it, it was like, dude, they're like, "Oh, this is nasty, bro," and that's like the last impression of free tail that I have. Of it just being what, nasty. What kind of free tail was it? I don't know, bro. I don't remember. You I don't even remember. remember. I remember it was just... It could have been this for all you I know. I just remember being free tail. I doubt, I doubt it was this. I think it was like a green. I remember it being green, but... Ooh, it, it's there's just, an IPA that they have that is green. Maybe maybe because I just wasn't a big IPA guy back then. 
Uh, but still, well, and that's the thing is that if you were if you were drinking an IPA and you were not used to higher IBUs yeah. or like the you know like the more craft beer styles, yeah, was like ass. that was probably why because you, you were just a you were just a young frat boy at the time. I was a youngin. I was a youngin. So Freetail, we're not gonna we're not gonna say that your IPAs are ass. We're gonna no, say no. we're gonna uh, say that Goyo was but an unexperienced I had lad, an un uh, uh, an uncultured palate. We'll say that he was uncultured. I was an, un- had an he's, uncultured. He's he is palate. a refined man now. So maybe what we got to do is we got we got to redeem you guys and we'll we'll redeem. We'll get. Some of those green well, IPAs. I, I think this is very redeeming. This is very good. I take this home. And buy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fucking beer whore. I think I'm a beer whore. <laughs> I just, like, whatever beer there is, I'll drink it. Well, because like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, nah, but this is very good. Case. This is very good. I really like it a lot. So I definitely take this hell's home. I bought an extra, some extra ones. So he did. I don't know how many. I don't know how many extra we're gonna have at this hopefully, point. But hopefully, yeah, I'll have some extra ones uh, by the end of. The I mean, I'm, I, he brought twelve. <laughs> Bad out of hell's. I don't imagine we're going to finish all of those in the podcast in an hour. Ooh. You know, or, you know, hour and a half, whatever it is. Hour and We've half. been going over time a lot recently. We have been going over time a lot. It's fine, though. It's natural. It's a natural flow of conversation. Does Joe Rogan ever time his? I don't think so. Ooh, I guess right now is probably a good time to mention this, but oh, with a nice little beer crack going there. Uh, yeah. So, nerdsandslurredwords.com is up and running. Um, Goyo's going to be posting some more of his short stories up on there. We, obvi- we obviously have uh, some of our, you know, uh, different posts that we've put up. Just yeah, many blog posts that, many, are, that have gone uh, revolved around the podcast. <laughs> Manny loves uh, 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 posting his articles on there. Uh, look, his I blog posts. It. He's a blogger now. He's uh, going back, hearkening back to the days of Tumblr. And I am. I am a blogger. He's posting all his blogs on there, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good reads. So go check them out. NewsandServers.com live it's a beautiful website if i do say so myself very modern looking um and you can find all of our podcasts on there um and likewise if you'd like you know expansion on the uh topics that we touch upon in uh in the podcasts there's plenty of blog posts that manny's already made from previous podcast episodes that have blogs you know kind of extrapolating and expanding upon the topics that were touched in the in the podcast so yeah and we'll also have a dictionary uh so that you can understand half of the words that goyle says <laughs> Should have a link to the Thethoris. Yeah, the the Thethoris. The Thethoris. Oh, well. Thesaurus. There. Yeah, there. The slurred words. words. So yes. So nerdsandslurredwords.com is up and running. We have our TikTok, we have our Instagram, and our Twitter also running. Um, so please make sure you go and follow those as well yeah, if you are enjoying like, the comment. show. Like and a comment. Like and a comment. Oh, oh, dude, and we got the animations too. Oh, we do. Yeah, we started putting those up. I'm gonna put all of our podcasts up on YouTube as well with those animations. You guys are gonna fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the animations. Yeah, that's true. So, <sighs> waifu Wednesdays. Right, right before <laughs> waifu Wednesday is a great theme. So we gotta get an actual poster like that in here. <laughs> yeah, um, so before we before we move on to the topic, which I think you said you've already spoiled. I didn't. Yeah, notice, a little bit, a little bit. You can probably edit it. I want to. I want to mention this real quick because I fucking saw it and I was so excited by it. So Super Mario. There's a movie coming out. Oh, my out. God. You have a little poster up there right above you, too. I do. That one's actually painted by Christina as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's Christina really painted cool. that shit, bro. Hours of work stenciling and doing all kinds of shit. Wow. I thought that you bought that off of like Etsy or some shit. No, dude. I, like, Christina painted that. It was, That's really It's cool. fucking fantastic it's work. It's really cool. Um, but, yeah, so Super Mario, they're coming out with a fucking movie. Have you seen the cast list? Yes. Chris Pratt as Mario, is Jack Black as Bowser. Okay, Jack Black Bowser, goaded. That's gonna be goated. fucking lit. He's gonna be lit. He's gonna kill it. 
He's gonna fucking I, kill I, it. I immediately I was like, oh god, what a good I casting. See this movie. What a good American casting. What a good okay, okay, okay. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> like what? Is- Charlie Day as Luigi. <laughs> oh my god. Keegan Michael Key as it's Toad. T- <laughs> Toad, dude. What? I don't. I don't understand, bro. Like, why do they? It's such a weird. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. know. I love it. I love. I think it's gonna be casting. a very interesting adaptation of Mario. Mario. Oh, that's a hundred percent because I don't know how Chris Pratt really. I, Chris Pratt is just, it's just cool to have Chris, him in the movie. Chris Pratt came out on like Instagram saying this is a dream come true for him. He's <laughs> one of his most desired characters to play. And I was like, that's great, Chris Pratt. I'm glad you're bringing this energy, but like, dude, I, like, like Chris, I, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to, we're going to find out. We're going to find and out. Then how you, good have, it is. you have Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. Okay. But Anya Taylor Joy looks like fucking Princess Peach. Okay? She honestly does. She yes. looks like Princess Peach. So I can see why they casted her like that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's Easy a casting. I think it's a funny fucking casting in process. Like I think that it's gonna be a funny movie and in I'm, general. I'm like wondering how they're gonna they're gonna it's, it's gonna be animated, right? It's not a live action. I imagine so, yes. Yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think uh, Keegan Michael Key would do very well as a live action toad. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit with the big ass mushroom cap. <laughs> Actually oh, I would pay so much money to see oh, that. Oh no, it's like, a fucking, it's like a fucking Key and Peele skin. Actually, now that I think about it, I would fucking pay so much money to what see Key and Michael Key. What the fuck? You ain't even Italian. Tough. What the fuck? <laughs> fucking Chris Pratt or, in overalls. Or, <laughs> or Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, there's some uh, great reactions. There's some great reactions. Like, there's this guy on Twitch called Dunkey. Well, he's also a YouTuber. Very, I Dunkey? Think, yeah, he's more of a famous YouTuber than he is a... Uh, uh, <laughs> he's more of a YouTuber than he is a streamer. And uh, all he does is like parody or satire videos and he's like there's a reaction clip of him uh, where they're announcing the <laughs> the cast and he's just dying he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's just dying dude they, they announced like like uh fucking jack black as bowser and he's just like ah like he's fucking dying dude dude I fucking, he's like what the, the fuck is this the second <laughs> i tell you the second that I yeah. saw Jack Black as Bowser, I fucking I praised the Lord oh, right there, like, bro. Wow. I was like, I'm, I was like, oh, I'm, thank yeah. God for this. I'm very interested to see what the fuck, how the fuck it turns out, bro. It's gonna I, be a very... I'm gonna pay whatever price to see this movie <laughs> just because I have. I'm so curious. Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. The we'll cast list out. just sparks. There's 100 percent talented people, like incredibly talented people. Oh yes, 100. percent They've forgotten for this role. They're they're known gonna, yeah. incredibly well throughout the acting community for a reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're super. All of them are pretty fucking funny to me. They're honest. all A-list. Yeah, they're all A-list, you know. Yes. Active. It's a very it's a very uh strong cast list. So yeah, that's <laughs> I just wanted to bring that it's, up. It's real some, quick. Yeah, some very out of left field stuff. Everybody was like, "Huh? I didn't even know that was in the fucking making." Huh? Obviously they were they were just started with casting, I guess, or maybe they just maybe they just released the cast list. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are in the production stage, but yeah. but holy fuck, it looks great so far. The cast is stacked. The cast is stacked. It's like yep. weird choices, but the cast is stacked. Like, oh, nobody actually, saw, nobody saw it coming. Actually, but. the IMDb says they're in pre-production, expected as of December 21, 2022. Shit. So we could have this next year. Next year. Next, year, next December, we could be watching fucking Jack Black Bowser the shit out of Chris Pratt. For real, bro. Stealing Princess Peach, bro. <laughs> Just a serial kidnapper. That's going to be so fucking funny. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I hope it's funny. I hope it's not like... Awkward, but I hope it's funny. 
I hope it does love. Apparently, there have been Super Mario movies in the past. Oh, yeah, but they're like... I haven't actually seen any. They're like old as fuck, dude. And yeah, live, uh, yeah I, heard that, I heard that Nintendo hasn't actually made a, a Super Mario movie in like 20 lot, years. They haven't made movies for a lot of their major IPs ever, I think. This is the first one. They're establishing... The NCU, the Nintendo oh, Cinematic Universe. Actually, that, that sounds. If they could pull it off correctly, that would actually be pretty I cool. I think that's what it is. That's my theory. But you know, you heard it here first. You heard it here first on Nerds and Slurred Words. Nerds and Slurred Words, baby. Anyways, anyways. So we have another very popular fandom to talk about besides Nintendo. Yeah, we're which, ever ever the popular fandoms here. I, I think I think Nintendo has probably some of the most diehard fans, but that's actually for another podcast. We'll, that, yeah, that's actually a planned podcast, a planned podcast that we have in the future. We'll we'll, we'll see when it happens. But and yeah. actually, real quick, just talking about fandoms. So I started re- reading uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, yeah. I finished The Hobbit. Tell me more. Watched all three books. Oh. Or watched all three movies, not books. Oh. Currently on the first book. Oh. <laughs> Just moans after every single one. Oh. So yeah, so you, you, you hyped it up so much in that podcast episode <laughs> that I went out, bought the fucking books, yeah, yeah. started reading them, and I then I watched a, the Hobbit movies after I, made I finished a convert, The Hobbit bro. book. I made a convert out of you. Just like fucking uh, Tolkien was a convert to Christianity. You really did. You made a hundred percent of a convert out of me. I'm glad. I'm glad you're getting some culture, some culture, some nerd culture. Anyways, yes. Now you're, we can move on. Now we can move on to what our, I'm disseminating. You know we, what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to ever hear you talk about disseminating. <laughs> you're taking what I'm putting down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyways, let's uh, let's move on to the. Uh, anyways, the, um, the main podcast topic when it comes to pop culture, because as you guys know, nerds and slurred words all about alcohol and. Nerds. Nerdy shit. N- nerdy shit. Yeah. We'd be 100%. nerding and we'd be slurring. And that's why we got this RGB mouse mat right here. Just it's very nice. And he's just, he's just petting it right caressing now. Caressing it. I'm, I'm Anyways, so the topic, the nerd topic for today, or the question for today is, um, it's Star Wars oriented, and I didn't tell Manny ahead of time. Fuck, I'm sorry. I should have told you, but I guess I guess off the top of your head, and we can extrapolate further. We can expand. And you can explain why. But what's your favorite Star Wars character? Like, who's your favorite favorite Star Wars character? That's Oof. The, that's that's a question for today. So okay, just one. Just I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna preface this. Normally, as, I have two, but it's just one. This I'm time. gonna preface this with I am a very basic Star Wars nerd. That's fine. You, uh, you, know. you know, we talked about this actually. You I told you that I was not a huge Star Wars yeah. nerd because you did tell me, yeah. oh, it's gonna be about Star Wars. Look, we didn't baby, talk about what we were baby, gonna talk about. We don't kink shame here, <laughs> and we don't gatekeep. Okay, <laughs> we don't gatekeep. We don't kink shame. We don't gatekeep. Okay, we okay. do not gatekeep. I love you. That is the that is the important. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. That is the importance of nerds and slurred words is that we don't gatekeep. We are your guides. Well, Goyo, Goyo's going to be your guide on this the one. The nerdverse. Yes. The nerdiverse. The nerdiverse. So, okay. I am not a big Star Wars nerd, like I said. I am a fan. Yeah, I do yeah. like Star Wars. Of course. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think my favorite character is probably Han Solo. Hey, that's a cool character. He's definitely badass. I mean, he's definitely badass. And I think that uh, the... The badassery in him comes from the fact that he's not a Jedi. He doesn't have... That's very true. You know, he very doesn't true. have the ability to manipulate midichlorians. He's not the kind of guy that can actually manipulate the Force. That's very true. Um, but he is still a huge character in the Star Wars universe, obviously. You know, he was... he got there like on his own fucking charisma bro that was like that was his entire yeah. thing he's a bounty hunter he's a he's badass a, he's a smuggler he's got the millennium falcon he's got chewbacca at his side at all smuggler, times smuggler swashbuckler 
Yeah, bro. He's just a badass, and that's all he needs. He doesn't need the fucking force. He's just cool. He's just cool. He's just Definitely. he's just he's Harrison Ford. Yeah, and and he's that's kind of all a... the explanation that he needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford is. He's definitely a badass. He's a he's a, a unique character, both you know in his movies and, and in real life as well. He's a grouchy old man in real life, but at least he keeps it straight. You know, he's a straight shooter. I think he tells it like it is, uh, yeah. and he just keeps it. He keeps it a hundred all the time. But uh, but yeah, I think Han Solo is a great choice. He's kind of like this, um, like the older brother figure. I think in the movies to like Luke, especially in the original trilogy. You think and so? Yeah, I, I, I guess think that's, so. I guess I that's think so. He, he kind of takes over as like the mentor figure in, uh, or kind of like not want to say mentor figure, but kind of like brotherly figure in uh, in Luke's life after the passing of Obi Wan in the first uh, original trilogy, right? <clears throat> because you know, Darth Vader kills. I mean, if you haven't well, seen Star and, I mean, Wars, Obi Wan is is gone within yeah. the first movie, isn't he? Exactly. I mean, Who's uh, like this big mentor? You know, ancient Jedi master, right? You know, or great Jedi master. Um, Let me ask you something, actually, real quick, yeah. just because I'm curious, and because I know that you're a you're probably the biggest Star Wars nerd around. No, I'm the biggest. There's there's more people. Than All right, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well versed. I said around. I'm well versed. Yeah, I said around. Well versed. So around me. Yeah, is yeah. What we'll say yeah, right. in the general vicinity in about sky five score box. <laughs> Correct. I'm the gentleman that knows the most. Yeah. <laughs> Why the change from Obi Wan Kenobi to Ben Kenobi? That's like, a, that's an interesting. That's actually like a part of a larger story, which I hope to explore in the upcoming series, which is coming out on Disney Plus in December. Um, oh yeah, and and they even recast Ewan McGregor as as Obi Wan. So he'll be reprising his role as kind of older Obi Wan because the original actor from the trilogy is unfortunately passed on. I don't know his name. I should, but I don't know. Um, he's passed on already. God well, and soul. he's also he hasn't fucking aged a day. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. McGregor looks really good for fucking you know for that film being twenty years ago and the uh, prequel trilogy. I mean, he was thirty at the time. Yeah, I think. he's thirty. And he's he, pushing fifties now. He, he looks really good. <laughs> he, looks he looks fucking really fantastic, good. bro. He looks like, like fantastic for fifty. Um, so this is something that they actually explore in the uh, animated series on Disney Plus that were originally shown. I think on uh, on on Cartoon Network. I think they originally shown. I know the Clone Wars was originally shown on Cartoon Network. Um, and I think later on Rebels was. So this is something they explore in the third season of Rebels. And actually Ezra Bridger, who's one of the main characters of the the TV series Star Wars Rebels, um, finds goes to Tatooine with Darth Maul and finds Ben Kenobi on Tatooine. Because... After his supposed death? After his supposed death. And that's what everybody tells Ezra. Ezra's a, 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 like a Jedi Padawan in that TV series. And... They have this vision that's manipulated by Maul because Maul is consumed, is still alive at this point in in the he universe. got spider legs after he, got, he fucking died. He, he bro. went through a lot of phases in his, <laughs> his story arc. This is like the very end of his story arc, unfortunately. And if you haven't watched Rebels, you really need to watch Rebels. Rebels is amazing. They have a lot of important characters that actually come out in Mandalorian. If you haven't seen Mandalorian, I'd say that's probably the most important Star Wars series to come out in the past decade. Fuck, fuck the sequel trilogies. I mean, Mandalorian is ten times better. If you're like, well, I, that that's for sure. But I want to, I yeah. want to know why you say Mandalorian is most important. I think because because there's a difference between being better than the sequel trilogies and being more important than the sequel trilogies. I, I think it uh, does more justice. Does more justice to a lot of the characters that are established in the original trilogy, 
um, does justice to the characters that are established in the prequel, uh, established in the t- in the like the animated series that all come from the expanded universe, which has been decanonized by Disney. Some of it has been recanonized because of like stuff like the like the TV shows. The How much of series. it has been decanonized? Oh, a lot. There's there's a shit ton of stuff. There's there's literally years and years because it came out in what? When it, you can Google when uh, Star Wars came out. I don't I don't know that I should. Know. I think the original ones came out in the seventies. In the seventies, seventies, eighties period. Well, it's been like forty years, and there's for, literally forty years of content. Both fifty years. Fifty years. So both both. Uh, comic book wise and literature wise that have come out from a lot of amazing you know creative talented artists um, com- you know comic book artists writers uh, etc um, that have kind of been thrown away there's and, and and a lot of people who didn't have you know any Star Wars until the prequel trilogies and then subsequently the sequel trilogies but I think a lot of Star Wars fans would agree that they were not didn't do justice to a lot of the expanded universe we're hoping to see, and I was to to see these characters that have been developed for a long time, especially especially some of them that were immensely popular, like Ben Kenobi, like Darth Maul, Ahsoka Tano, Kanan Jarrus, Ezra Bridger, like a lot of these characters. I mean, Bo Katan, which you see in, in Mandalorian, total badass. Uh, Sabine Sabine Wren. I mean, a lot of characters that are in the expanded universe. Mara Jade, who's supposed to be in the expanded universe, the wife of Luke Skywalker. They have children. And then they become like they're twins, and they one of them is like dark side, the other one's good. And there's like is a, that canon? No, it's not. It's oh, like, again, so they, again, one of these stories it got, that it got decanonized. One of these stories is decanonized. Yeah, um, uh, Mara Jade, who's like this Sith agent that you know falls in love with Luke Skywalker and becomes his wife, um, etc. And a lot of them were just thrown out the window, and so a lot of uh, Star Wars fans felt, felt robbed by that. They said, you know, they have you have this wealth of knowledge, you have this wealth of content. That you can draw from, that you can use, that are already established, that people like, that people enjoy, yeah. that have gotten used to over the years, especially in the interim years where there was no Star Wars content, um, that people who are very loyal, very avid Star Wars fans have gone to because, of course, they're looking for more content in that universe that they couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah. So they went to the literature, they went to the comic books, um, and 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 so Disney kind of threw that out. Especially, I don't think, I don't think Disney. I think Disney is there's certain there's different factions in Disney. That are Star Wars oriented that kind of have conflicting viewpoints probably. It's probably like a, this new age that wants to push a lot of bring new characters in, and you can you can do that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I, I, I don't know. There's like it should have a unified vision, and I think they lacked a unified vision. And so what well, Dave and, Filoni and, and, and John Favreau did with Mandalorian, they took a lot of these characters. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, bro. Everybody fucking loves Boba Fett. They bring Boba Fett back in the Mandalorian, total badass. Everyone's like. Fuck yeah, Boba Fett's fucking cool, dude. <laughs> they bring back Ahsoka Tano, and everyone's like, oh shit, fucking Ahsoka Tano, bro. Who's actually, if you haven't watched Clone Wars, which you should, if you're if you if you're like trying to get into Star Wars universe, trying to learn more, Clone Wars is amazing. Star Wars Rebels is amazing. Watch them. Ahsoka Tano. Are those is, canon? Uh yes. They're considered canon because they're now owned by Disney. Disney has canonized them. Okay. Thank God. Thank God they've canonized them. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. Like, it would be such a shame to throw out such rich content. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 again, yeah. And this is what's the argument with Star Wars fans. They're throwing away this rich content. Well, and I, again, I've um, never I've never seen either of those shows, yeah. which is the thing. So, uh, like I said, I, I'm a kind of a basic Star Wars nerd. Um, I have seen Mandalorian. I yeah. will see that. What I will... Uh, actually, let me ask this. At what point in the timeline does the Mandalorian take place? I imagine it's immediately after the fall of the Empire, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I believe it's 33 years after A New Hope, which is okay. the last in the original trilogy. Last uh, movie. Uh, episode episode 6. Okay. 
30, 30 years, 33 no. years. A New Hope is episode four. Oh, then it's uh, Return of the Jedi. Is it Return of the Jedi, the last episode? I think. What is episode six? Because episode one, two, three, episode four, five, six. Six is... Okay, so we've got... Return of the Jedi. Episode one is Phantom Menace. Two is Attack of the Clones. Three is Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Four, four is A New Hope. A New Hope. Five, five is five The Empire Strikes Back. And then... Six, six is, is uh, the five is I'm sorry. Six is Return of the Jedi. Six is Return of the Jedi. Five is Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, and six is Return of the Jedi. So Return right. of the Jedi. Thirty and then years. seven, eight, and nine are forgotten. Yeah, fuck that. We just ignore uh, those. Yeah, we should include those. <laughs> I spit on you. I spit straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> you know, prequel, sequel trilogy. Straight to jail. Not living up to the legacy. Straight to jail. Dude, I mean, the thing is, is that what they try to do is they just try to appeal to modern audiences. Which is like the point of uh, appealing to modern on the audiences is yeah. just make big fiery actiony sequences yeah. that that's true that just kind of appeal to you know the action hooked <sighs> people of today yeah. right and because and, that's the whole fucking like seven eight and nine are I and don't I know, think I mean, in I my opinion they're, they're okay wanna, movies but they lack a unifying vision right they lack the unified vision of one director and I think that's instrumentally why they failed because there was not one unifying vision did they fail did they really fail in I, your opinion? I, I think the f- the best one you know and this is you know i mean how okay for i high guess praise to be to be fair how would you define failure of a movie i mean box office sales no i because in my opinion yeah that's exactly how i would depi- define Failure of a movie. I, they're probably not failures monetarily. I know they made killings in the. Box I'm sure office, they made fucking but ass loads of money. I think in, in a lot in terms of 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 uh, remembrance, in terms of general opinion of the fan base, people look back on them and they're like, yeah, that's something that I would not watch again. Like I I haven't gone back and watched any of the sequel trilogy. Have I gone back and watched the prequel? Oh hell yeah. Have I gone gone back and the people in you know the Star Wars fans even hate on the prequel, but I mean yeah. compared to the sequel. Like old school, like old head Star Wars fans are like, yeah, the prequels suck. Jar Jar Binks, fuck that guy. Okay, but like, but fuck Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I mean, Jar Binks fuck that guy. Even in Lego Star Wars, he was a cunt. No, Jar Jar Binks can jump really high, bro. I remember in Lego Star Wars, he, he could the, jump he really high, airs, but I get you. Yes, the fucking guy. fake fan maniac. <laughs> he could jump really high, but I fucking hated that guy. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks is pretty annoying, but um, but even then, but so, I remember rewatching the prequel just, and just being like. Fuck this asshole, man! I this guy's so annoying. He's on Jedi. Hey, look, but you know, even Dodger Brings has a little bit of lovability to him. And so, I guess not to trash guess. heavy, not to trash heavy on like the sequel trilogy. But I, as a fan, I don't enjoy them. I felt that they could have done a, a different direction. They could have made it a lot more interesting with pre-existing concepts. Like I said, this rich content that they've established previously that they draw upon in the Mandalorian, even with all these characters that are really cool that people enjoy. And they wish, I wish they would have done that in uh, in uh, in the sequel trilogy. And I think the best one out of all of them, because it's the kind of like the one that starts it off, is the Force Awakens. That one's actually the I think the best out of all three. Because the Last Jedi is just not very satisfying narratively, plot wise. They they lock a lot a lot, lot of out. Yeah. I think the best cinematically, the best portion of that movie is the fight with the Royal Guards between uh, with uh, Ben Solo and. Or Kylo Ren and uh, 
and uh, what's her name? Fucking Ray. That's ba- that fight scene was probably the best part of that movie, just because cinematically it was badass. Like it was really cool that fight scene. The choreography is really amazing. Well, and then when they fucking use light speed to cut that fucking cruiser in half. Yeah, but then again, you get like for the lore nerds like me that are like, yeah, that's not how that works. Like that's not how that. How does it work? Well, it, it kind if of, you're going light speed, the particles pass through each other, or what? Well, we we do see that. We do see that in like Rebels. That's another thing that happens in Rebels, where it does split open like that. But like things where they Which can is canonized, they can detect, they can detect, uh, like, uh, like they can follow you through hyperspace again. Well, but yes, something that's like whack. But the never the do. premise of that movie was that they developed a technology that can yeah. that can travel that can follow you through hyperspace. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I guess realistically, if you're like, if if in your in your universe, you say like, oh, but okay, so hyperspace, you're not able to track your exactly, hyperspace exactly, and you're then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, eh, you know what? They they use science and they you're can, they solve that. The main advantage of of the rebel, like the rebel forces, of rebellion, which has always been able to, if they're not winning, and you know, if they're outgunned, which they constantly are, because the empire has this vast amount of resources, they're able to escape. That's always been the crutch of the rebellion, right? And so you take that away, and it's like, well, what the, you know, they're all just gonna die. They're gonna get massacred. So yeah. what's the point of rebellion? You know. So I don't know. It's like you're main, you're limiting a main, a main plot device, I guess. And maybe that's probably why people got upset. I can understand that. But um, yeah. Well, and I think a big part um, of the the failure of the trilogy is that yeah, like literally the first two movies, no mention of Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, and and it's like weird that he's like a clone, which it, they do draw upon that in the uh, a in, clone. In he the was a clone. Universe. Yeah, he's like clones himself. With clone technology from like I mean, Camino. he looked pretty fucking wrecked. Yeah, it's it's just all weird. And then like the development of Rey and her like force abilities, she's able to defeat this you know master grand master Sith with like no training. She gets like no training from Luke, and then Luke is like a loser in like the the you know the, the sequel he trilogy. really is he's just, like a loser loner that lives alone in the mountains. He's a and fucking bum. He's a bum. Like and and it's just like a lot of people would a lot of people didn't want to see. I think. I don't think they were very happy with that yeah. because when in the sequel trilogy, when they leave him off, Luke is this in, like burgeoning master, master Jedi master. He's he's not he was a, he's like a Jedi knight, but he's this burgeoning Jedi master who's beginning to like really come into his own as this Jedi knight. Like I said, beginning to become a Jedi master, master yeah. of the Force, mastery of of his abilities as a Skywalker, especially who have like the highest midichlorian, you know cell count of any other lineage of Jedi. Yeah. Um, which makes him very powerful. And again, this is something that, like, again, where people have this nostalgia of seeing, they want to see Luke in his prime. They don't want to see Luke as this loser. And I, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad character development. I think they could have done that. But, like, when when as opposed to Mandalorian, where he comes in at the, I mean, if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, you really need to see it. I'm going to have a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay, hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert. Wee, this wee, is wee, when wee, it happens. Wee, 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 wee. Yeah, um... Spoiler alert. We should you know. we should really have a sound effect for that. Yeah, like yeah. fucking sirens fucking, and shit. Spoilers uh, you know, are coming. Your, I mean know. to be fair, technically if you if you haven't even seen the Star Wars universe, all yeah. of this is spoiler, True. but eh, I mean we'll we'll yeah. we'll consider the more recent stuff as I think, like the spoiler I alert. I think Star Wars I think Mandalorian is a is a masterwork. Masterwork of storytelling, masterwork of using pre existing materials that people like fans have responded enormously well to and fantastic castings as well. Fantastic casting like Bo Katan's casting with the I don't know what her the lady's the actress's name is, but she looks like like they have her in the cartoon in Rebels and it's like a spitting image. It's like almost like I was like, This is what I would imagine Bo Katan to look like in real life. Great, great casting for her Bo Katan. Fucking amazing. 
And then, and then, like, and then it's like a lot of again where they, a lot of cringe moments in the sequel trilogy again, where they're trying to like uh, make you know uh, women characters feel you know like strong and important, and I don't, I'm not against that. But in Mandalorian, they don't have to make it a point. In the Mandalorian, the female characters in that series are badass, and yeah. you you, you yeah. know they're badass when, especially in that last episode. The last episode is probably the best one out of all the series. It pull ties everything together when they're like cleaving through the stormtroopers on that Imperial transport where Moff Gideon is, and they're just fucking wrecking the stormtroopers, bro. And everyone's like, "Fuck, dude, what a bunch of bad bitches, bro!" Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. And there's a scene where where it's um I forgot what the bounty hunter name is, lady's name is, but she's like she never misses, and it's the uh the rebel lady. Uh, with her like fucking her fucking bar or her fucking like sub like sub submachine gun laser blaster, and they're just like mowing down fucking uh, stormtroopers, and stormtroopers are like helpless, bro. It's like it's you feel real bad for the stormtrooper, bro. They're and, they're, and they're fucking destroyed. They're fucking dude. known for yeah, their I know. Aim, it's like, beep, bro. Beep, beep, like missing and shit, and then and then and they're surrounded on on two sides by the fucking stormtroopers, and of course the two Mandalorian badass bitches come out and fucking mow down these fucking you know stormtroopers. I'm like, damn, bro. So I was like, these bitches can step on me any day. Please, Mommy Bo-Katan, step on me, you know? So mommy like, Mommy Bo-Katan. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, the, and, and, and it's moments like that where it's not forced. It's not cringy. You just know these are a bunch of badass ladies. And you're like, fuck, dude. What a boss-ass bitch. And, and, and I think it's I think it's sometimes not making a point of it. It's just letting the character naturally, letting the character be its own and proving, proving itself um, of being badass. Because Bo-Katan is this incredibly important figure in the larger Star Wars universe as a Mandalorian um, because she is like the Mandalorian. She's like ruler, like former ruler of Mandalore, which is like, she's like a ruler of entire planet. Yeah. Leader of all Mandalorians. So what's the, uh, what's the, the canonical <laughs> background between, behind, uh, yeah. the Mandalorian? Like what, what like behind, uh, Pedro Pascal's character that is. Um, I mean, does he come out we, in anything? We, we don't really know. I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't. I'm not a big comics aficionado, and and I haven't read like some of the uh, maybe literature that involved might involve his character. I don't think he's in any pre-existing uh, lore. Well, but, and because he's also kind of a departure from Mandalorians that we've known so far that are okay yeah. with taking off their helmet. The first Mandalorian is that we encounter in the original trilogy is is uh, well, people would even argue this, you know, because. People argue about lore, everything, but uh, is Boba Fett? Boba Fett. He's is not the, a Mandalorian, is though. The original Mandalorian. Well, what's like something that we confirm in the uh, in Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, the TV show, is that is that uh, Boba Fett is in fact a Mandalorian because his father Jango was a foundling, like Jin, like the Mandalorian. So he's he even gets, though he was a clone. Well, no, no, but Jango is not the clone. Remember, Jango is is the the father is the, the genetic template for he's the original. Oh, clones, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so the, the son Boba, Boba is a clone. An, okay, an so altered, you could, I mean, I guess yeah, in an, that an sense that you clone. can consider every single clone a Mandalorian. Um, well, you see, it's it's not by blood. Mandal- that's the kind of the beauty of Mandalorian culture. It's not about, you know, what your lineage is. It's about if you've been initiated in. If okay. You, if, you've, if you've been trained in this way of life, yeah. which is like somebody like Jin, who's not a traditional Mandalorian. He's not a Mandalorian by blood. He's not from Mandalore. The planet, um, he is kind of brought up in the society of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. He's made a man. He's made into from a foundling to a Mandalorian. You know right, this warrior yeah. culture. 
And so it's kind of like the Spartans. Well, and he's yeah. it's and the kind of crazy part about it is yeah. that he's even he's raised even more traditionally than Bo-Katan was. Well, that's what I was going to get to. It's it, uh, there's always been schisms in Mandalorian culture. Schisms, schisms, um, much schisms. like a, much like in, however in, you pronounce that. Yeah, schisms, schisms, whatever. In 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 Mandalorian culture, and of course, just being like uber nerd, like <laughs> according to the Mandalorian culture, um, but um, <laughs> you need to pull up your spectacles. You need to pull the spectacles Here comes the nerd. Oh, we're we're not shaming. Yeah, we're no, not no, no, shaming. no. We don't get keep. No, we don't get keep gas, gaslight. We, we're, we're, we're not. We're not gatekeeping here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, there's schisms in the Mandalorian culture about what it is to be like a Mandalorian, and so Jin's faction of Mandalorians. Are very extremely, uh, thank you, conservative, very almost borderline extremist, if you want to go there. Um, and so they kind of become, they kind of come from an opposite opposite spectrum that really adheres to what they would say is the old way, which it, which is the why he says this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You think you think you would consider him extremist? Uh, or maybe just very fundamentalist, very conservative. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. conservative is probably the yeah, word that I would I would consult him more faction because of Mandalorian. extremist. I mean, I don't know. Extremist to me seems like like there would be yeah, radical, like very radical, radicalism, radically yeah. violent, radically violent. Violence is probably the the. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily synonymous with yeah. extremist, but violent is necess- is typically what I think you of. Con- yeah, least. you connotate violence. With, right. There's with connotation extremism. behind that. Extremism. Yeah. Extremism. But but not necessarily. Uh, also, this is number three. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. I haven't eaten since like lunch. So. I, I ate a little bit before before I came here. So. Well, there you go. So you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. No, um, no slurred words producing? A little bit, but not like super bad. Could have been worse. But anyway, so yeah, uh, did Jin comes from this kind of very, very conservative um, background of Mandal- Mandalorian's raised as foundlings, which is what, again, going back, that's what is Jango is. Jango is a foundling taken in by a Mandalorian faction or clan. And raised as a Mandalorian. Right. And so therefore he's valid in the culture. He's seen as accepted because he's a foundling. Right. So if you're a foundling, you're taken from as a child and then trained in the Mandalorian way and culture. Which is part of the flashbacks that yeah. uh, that Jin has, you yeah. know, in the show. As, as being a kid, yeah. He gets saved during the Clone Wars. Um uh saved during the uh, during the Clone Wars, because uh, his village or his homeworld is under attack by separatists. Uh, the, which is where you see the the battle droids, super battle droids are like super badass. Pew, 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 pew. I love the dude. They game. always fucking scared the shit out of me when I was playing <laughs> Lego Star Wars, bro. I, they're fucking undefeatable. They're Wade? fucking cool, like, dude. Fuck. I mean, those guys were those guys were the guys that I was scared to go up against. Even when I was on a Jedi, because I knew I could block laser blasts. Yeah, yeah. I knew that it was still gonna be a tough battle when I played mm-hmm. that fucking game. I haven't played that since like PS2. Yeah, the, the, apparently the Lego Star Wars games are some of the most like well received Star Wars games ever. So <sighs> some of the best. Yeah, they, they're pretty fun. Not gonna lie. Also, when I, when I was a kid, I feel actually, like, it's like a little actually, and I'm gonna bring this up a little lacking for just me because, now. Because uh, as a kid, they're fun. Just because we're on the topic of Star Wars, yeah. They just recently announced mm-hmm. uh, the Knights of the Republic game. Oh yes, the new Knights of the Republic. It it's a guy. remake. It's a remake, but dude, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, fucking fantastic! Probably the most successful Star Wars games ever to have been like made. You think so? Ever? Yeah, I think more than Lego Star Wars. More more, Knights of the Star in terms of video games, like video games set in that world in the Star Wars universe. Definitely, Kodor is probably the most widely 
successful, like in terms of both sales and constant player base um, and belovedness by the community of just gamers in general. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, just standalone as an MMORPG, as an MMO. You got a little bit of an Irish accent. Yeah, there. <laughs> really? Uh, MMORPG is an M- a massively on multiplayer online role playing game, accepted as one of the best, kind of an archetypical like standard yeah, for, for yeah. MMORPGs that are a lot of MMORPGs use mechanics established in Northern Knights of the Old Republic today in their like economy, like a player driven economy. Mm-hmm. That was something entirely new. I believe that Knights of the Old Republic established that has been carried over to a lot of newer games, a lot of newer MMORPGs. Yeah. So it's kind of like the standard that they set. Like WoW has it, World of Warcraft has a uh, player driven economy. Um, Black Desert Online has player driven economy. Um, Elaborate on player-driven economy. Uh, that means that the players directly influence the prices of items on the kind of world market in the game. Oh. So they, they control supply and demand. They set prices. Of course, it's all so arbitrary. So it's a full-on fucking economy. It's, it's a full-on economy. Like, in, I know that specifically if we're talking about player-driven economies in video games, EVE Online is one that is exceptionally... that I've heard a lot about. Name, what, what's something that's like... Super mainstream nowadays that has that aside from World of, uh, World of Warcraft. I was gonna say World at War. Well, it's a it's an MMORPG kind of standard. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of other games that have player driven economies besides MMORPGs, but I don't know what I don't know what I what I can think of because like shooters, which are like probably the most popular uh, genre of games, don't have player driven economies. It's yeah, you buy money, you spend real money to buy cosmetics in the game. <sighs> Anyways, back to the discussion. Yeah, so hand. we're talking about player-driven economies. I don't know. We went off on a lot of tangents. Started with Star Wars, but we ended up with Lights of the Old Republic. Lights of the Old Republic is a great game that I'm looking forward to. I, I I'll be honest. I'm a little bit of a fake fan. I have not played the original Knights of the Old Republic. I think I've dabbled in it. I dabbled in it one time. I played like <laughs> all of like 15 minutes of it or something, um, and I never finished it. But Apparently, Knights of the Old Republic is held to a standard as one of the greatest MMORPGs made. Um, so I'm looking forward to the remaster of it, the remake of it. I hope it lives up to its you know kind of standard, this name, its lineage as a great MMORPG. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about Mandalorian. We're talking about like the extremism of Mandalore. But yeah, so Jim comes from a very fundamentalist, very conservative sect of a Mandalorian society, um, and I don't know if they're the descendants of the Death Watch because we do see that symbol. We do see that symbolism of the Death Watch, which are again Watch? another another yet another sect, yet another sect of very conservative Mandalorian society that believed in like uh, taking over Mandalore by force um, and ruling with an iron fist, kind of instead of like demo- democratically. Um, so they were very violent, like what you would consider modern day extremists, um, and uh, they had the dark saber, which is like this. Very important cultural symbol of Mandalore, which we see in Mandalorian again, which is awesome. It's so fucking cool to see it in like live action. It the first fucking time you see so Moff Gideon just cut his way out. Fucking cool. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Um Darksaber, for those of you who don't know or don't don't know. Her. Sorry, it's slurred. Um <laughs> the slurring. Yeah. It, for those of you who don't know, is a lightsaber created a long time ago, part of the old republic, made by the first and only Mandalorian to be inducted into the Jedi Order, whose name was 
uh, I believe Mandalore. I think his name. That's what his name. The planet is named after him. Why is it dark? Like, what kind of kyber crystal does it use? So, it, it, I think the explanation is there's really no explanation. They don't know why, but apparently it's because it's an old technique made that was lost from the Old Republic of, of oh. creating a lightsaber. That's how old it is. It's so, like, it's, so, it's, it's like a probably not the only dark it's saber. It's thousands though. of years old. Like, mm. really, really old. And, and so, the reason that it's a cultural symbol, it's a cultural symbol of leadership. Because Mandalore... United his people, united his clans, and became the first ruler of Mandalore. He united uh-huh. all the clans. Because not only was he a Mandalorian warrior, he was also a force user. He was a Jedi. So he was able to do, you know, kind of this masterful warrior above all others. And so he was able to unite his people into one kind of united front. And they became, you know, known as, you know, Mandalorian warriors that are, have this fierce reputation throughout the galaxy today. Yeah. Kind of because of him. Um, and so that's why the dark saber is so culturally significant to a lot of men. Man, learn see it, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's a dark saber." So because whoever holds it is, you know, kind of, and it's like changes hands very often in history because people are always wanting it because it's, again, it's a very significant cultural. Well, and it's probably artifact. a very blood written artifact. Oh yes, yes, it has it's a lot something of that not only has killed a bunch of people but has gotten its own owners killed. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, in, hand, yeah. in search of the of the dark in search saber. Of the, yeah, this, the, the, to, to kind of. Use the legend of the dark saber to their benefit, to right? Gain more, yeah, more power and influence. Because I mean, in in the Mandalorian, at least, what they say is that you cannot truly be a king of Mandalore or a ruler of Mandalore unless you have the dark saber. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is funny because in Legends and not in Legends, sorry, in in the Rebels, Sabine Wren, who's another Mandalorian, who kind of is fundamental to establishing the rebellion, the modern day rebellion that Luke later on joins uh, in the, the the original trilogy. Um, gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. And Bo-Katan oh. becomes the next regent of Mandalore. She becomes the ruler of Mandalore. Really? Because her sister was the original democratically elected queen of Mandalore, but she was killed by Darth Maul during his takeover of Mandalore, um, which he used the Darksaber to do. He killed her with the Darksaber, I think. Really? Yeah. Really brutal. That's covered in Clone Wars, which is why I think they're very important to watch. But Sabine Wren gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. And so that's why Bo-Katan in the Mandalorian, which is like years later, when Bo-Katan is much older, um, is hesitant, very hesitant. To, well, not that much older, I would actually think. Um, I mean, she looks like she's probably in she, her she, late 30s, she, maybe She's early a little bit 40s. older, yeah. Uh, Granted, age in the in the Star yeah. Wars universe is kind of a works, crazy works fucking weird. thing. Yeah, it works weirdly. I mean, for example, like, uh, you know, everybody calls him Baby Yoda. Baby Grogu. David yeah, Grogu was like yeah, fucking like a hundred years old, two hundred years. I think old, he, I think they said he was fifty or like fifty. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he's a fucking he's a little baby, yeah, he's a little baby thing, right? So he doesn't even have speech yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, he can talk Which with is his mind. Typical for his species, he's right? Very right. long. Well, and because Yoda yeah. was like eight hundred years old when he died or something like that. I mean, he's a grand master of the Jedi Order, so yeah, right, yeah. He's hella old, but he so yeah, he age hella powerful. Is a, age is a ass. relative thing, apparently, in <laughs> yeah. the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and actually, let me. And just because we're on a Star Wars topic, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prompt you about this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what do you think of the Visions uh, series that Disney came out with? So, I, because yeah, the, the, first of all, Disney in general, there just seems to be this resurgence of Star Wars that came up. You know, like once, once Disney bought out, uh, you know, Lucasfilm. Yeah. Uh, they, they, there just seems to be this huge resurgence 
of Star Wars content that they just wanted to just you know fucking vomit out. Uh, I mean they're 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 beating yeah. the debt you know beating yeah. the horse until it stops spitting out money right. I mean they're just gonna they're just gonna keep milking it for everything yeah. that it's got. Probably. Um, yeah. And and they really <laughs> they really fucking have to be honest. Mm. Um, Mandalorian was a great show, but Visions yeah, is mean, not canon, yeah. is what you told me. Um, I've I've seen conflicting. Things on that is it is canon and not. I don't think it is though. I don't think so. I mean, to be fair, I mean, well, I hope it is. I've only seen okay. one episode. Yeah, um, and just because I kind of, I was kind of interested to see what it is because from what your description of it was, and from what I can tell, yeah. it's an anthology of just kind of random stories picked out. Uh, mm-hmm. They're short stories too. They're maybe 13, 14 minutes in length. Yeah, they're like thirty, yeah, twenty, thirty minute episodes. No, not even really. They're Every time, everything episode? I looked at it, it was like 12, 13, 14 minutes. Shit, I don't even recognize. They're short episodes, um, all from different Japanese animation studios. Yeah. Um, which were all given the freedom as well as far as what they were to do storyline artistic freedom yeah they were just given the Star Wars licensing and they said have fun yeah do your thing do your uh, what do, do you your think shit so boo do your shit boo <laughs> I mean, the first episode that I saw interesting very interesting art style I think yeah yeah black different, and white and, you know animation seemed like it had a high frame rate too yeah yeah um and ultimately again we'll get to the spoiler alerts. Um, ultimately, we see that this guy collects kyber crystals from Siths. Yeah. Um, so we're Which, not necessarily told that he's a Sith, but even though like he a, has multiple uh, red lightsabers, it's, it's suggested that he might be like a dark side user. Which because again, I'd like and for not like for non Star Wars fans, I'll explain it for you. But Jedi and Sith are just two ends of the. Uh, religious spectrum they are really they're religions they're they're literally religions yeah and both of them are radical they're both radical fundamentalists where the jedi believe above all else above above all else selflessness and uh pacifity like being pacifism yeah pacifism being very uh pacificity uh, pacificity i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah um but they believe in being selfless above all else and being uh compassionate and um, and it's at some points uh, complacent, almost, and that's yeah. kind of like the, a lot of the criticism that's that's heaped again, especially by the Sith. The Sith loving pointing out the kind of impotency of the Jedi Order because the Jedi's are always the Jedi are always very hesitant about getting involved in politics and becoming, you know, kind of instruments of one side or the other yeah. of, of, of politics, especially um, because they they do with a lot of power. They're great warriors. They're very talented, you know, uh, powerful warriors. Um, and so, and so, a lot of the you know the criticism against the Jedi is that they're complacent. They're always like too late, little bit too little, too late to the kind of the conflict. Um, whereas on the other end of the spectrum, the Sith are all about selfishness. It's always about your personal goals, your personal ambition and ambition and drive. Often to detriment, often to great extremes where they corrupt. They become so self-absorbed, so driven by their passions and their their uh, 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 like uh, what do you call it uh, personal goals that become consumed by them. And they fall into this prey of this trap of of, of seeking endless uh, endless power seeking, where they're never satisfied, they're ne- never satiated because there's always some other mountain to climb, and that becomes their you know kind of unending loop, their unending cycle. Yeah, that's probably a pretty common theme in general. Yeah. now even nowadays, you know, like even just in general, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. you think about CEOs like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos that yeah. They fucking refuse to stop. I mean, granted, yeah. Jeff Bezos they retired, have, but have more money than you can ever know what to do with in one lifetime. I, they could yeah. never spend the amount that, of that money amount that they money. have. Exactly. 
you know, even if they were to just outright just start investing in crazy ass projects, <laughs> yeah. they would never be able to spend the amount of money they have. But uh, yeah, that's but, just yeah, comparable. But, but the, I think. the Jedi and the Sith are two, you know, ends of the the psych- the kind of religious spectrum, or the the thematic, or what are you going to call it, uh, the- theological spectrum in terms of belief, and uh, you see a lot of gray area. And I think that's, again, something that's expanded upon in the greater universe that other creators, other artists, writers, comic book artists and writers have touched upon, have expanded upon um, of the gray area between the time of two, you know, ex- uh, you know, two extremes of Jedi. Well, and maybe and maybe Sith. that's what the, that first episode that, is trying to that's emphasize. What I'm, that's what I'm getting to, that that first episode is about a guy who might be have trained in the ways of the Sith, have might have because that's, a, you know, dominant dark force, dark side user. Um, kind of uh, theology, kind of you know teaching. Right. They do have a well, a plethora of knowledge, a plethora of followers. So he might have been inducted, maybe may have been a, an apprentice of a Sith Lord or apprentice to some kind of Sith uh, knight of some kind, and right. uh, and learn the ways, but then realize that this is not you know conforming to the the. This the, is not the way. This is not the way. The conforming to their beliefs, to their kind of you know personal <laughs> ambition, their passion above all else. Yeah. Uh, it was not something that he desired to, and he said, you know, I'll still use the things that you've taught me, but I will not follow your st- such a strict, rigid hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I, and I, I will not conform. That, I think that he probably. I mean, it seems in the episode. And so at he the goes very his least. own way. He goes his own way. Yeah. Well, but it, it almost like he's he's completely repented. Like in the in the episode. Uh. I mean, uh, he, we don't. We don't know. We don't know. We don't well, know but he, he, he why he does what he does. He gives goodwill to the to the chief of the village. Mm. You know, he yeah. gives him he gives him extra cash or whatever. I mean, he defends the village. He gives him a kyber crystal. He gives him yeah. He gives him a fucking kyber crystal. Sure, like you know. Um, and he says it of. wards off evil, which inherently tells you that he is not evil, because if he is saying it wards off evil, he carries them with him. Yeah, but I don't think that's well. But I I think true. it's supposed to be writing. I think it's supposed yeah. to be like the the insinuation of his belief that he is inherently good. Um, you know, just yeah. because he's using kyber red kyber crystals, you know, in his lightsabers doesn't insinuate that he's necessarily the a end, Sith the, anymore. Then justify the means kind of thing. Where uh, he's like, yeah, yes and no. I mean, uh, is there really the dark side to fight the dark side? Yeah, I don't know if he really used the dark side to fight the dark side. That's I mean, never. Yeah, you're right. It's not like he's used any typical. The only the only hint that we have at him being a Sith is that he has a red lightsaber. But reality, I mean, it's like um, what's his fucking name? I don't know. Who are you talking the general, about? the robot that has like four. Oh, lightsabers. General Grievous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. General Grievous. You know, I mean, he collects lightsabers from Jedi's that he's killed, but he's not actually he's not a, a Jedi. Jedi. He's not actually a Force user. And he's not a Sith either. Yeah, he's just right. trained he's just, in the Jedi arts. Right, and and realistically, all that means is that he. It's like karate, basically. You like he's just learned the moves. Learned he can't actually lightsaber, manipulate yeah. the, force. the Force. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's similar. I, granted, this user, this person, obviously can manipulate the force, and I'm only talking about the first episode because it's the only one I've seen. It's it's probably it's one of the better ones in my opinion. Really, first, you think so? Yeah, the first uh, one. Is one of but the I mean, story wise, story wise. But I mean, uh, and animation wise, I like the he doesn't too. he doesn't necessarily insinuate that he's an actual Sith. He True. just he just True. all he has is red kyber crystals. Yeah, yeah. Which and are like I which said, are like General Grievous, which he, are a signature of the Sith. I mean, right. mon- a moniker, but a symbol. It's like General Grievous. He was. I mean, he's not actually a force user, and he's not a Sith either. Right? He's just he, he guy who uses he's lightsabers evil. to fight. Yeah, um, he uses green and blue lightsabers to fight. Yeah, um, but it just so happens that you know he was not on the good side. The good side is technically 
you know, typically the Jedi side is typically, um, you know, described or rather you see them using blue uh green or sometimes purple lightsabers purple there's also yellow white there is a yellow in the in, ahsoka in, tano uses white lightsaber right which yeah is a very unique color she dual wields too no she does she uses a, 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 a different fighting style it's a different form yeah that she uses the it's a shorter it's a it's almost derivative of a Japanese fighting style where they have the the main katana. They have names for them. I don't know the names in Japanese, but it's a longer sword that they use for longer, like for longer engagements, and they have a shorter one. And it's the same thing. It's a very like they drew inspiration from that fighting style, the samurai. Yeah. So she has two. She has a longer one and a shorter one. Which she, obviously this episode draws she, a lot of Japanese she, influence. She chooses to fight. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, because they're made by Japanese studios. So obviously, well, yeah, yeah. But he pulls it out. He pulls the fucking yeah, lightsaber like, out like, like, like a katana. katana. Yeah, like a katana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, very, very yeah, badass, very badass. I, yeah. I just, I just kind of wanted to touch on that vision. Visions. Visions is very cool. I think, I think it's great that they're trying to branch out. They're trying to give the license to um, people that otherwise would not have, would not have access to the license. Well, and they're um, also trying to touch. And, obviously, and so, they're yeah. trying to touch on the um, immense popularity of, of anime course. nowadays. I mean, ja- oh, well, I didn't even think about that. But I think, Jap- I think it's very popular in the Eastern market as well. That people love Star Wars. Star Wars, enough. you think so? Yeah, it's very well, popular. I, I honestly I know think it's, that they're almost pandering a little bit. I know it's, I know it's extremely popular in Japan. Really, Star Wars is as popular. I think globally, both in Europe and in, in the United. I'm, I'm, of course, the United States more than anywhere else because it started here. But I think it's spread to all other markets because there's there's um, movie posters from the 70s that have uh, uh, the, from the original trilogy that are were shown in Japan. Yeah, and you can I actually want to buy one to put on my wall because I think they look badass. But it has the Japanese script. <laughs> you fucking weeb. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess. But uh, they have the Japanese. We don't. Script. We don't shame. We don't shame. Yeah, we don't. We don't king shame. Um, we don't shame. Uh, we don't gatekeep. Uh, but but yeah, they uh, they have the Japanese script on them. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Uh, you know, I'm not cultured, but um, Japanese script on them, and a lot of the posters are different from the American version. So they have slight variations in them from the original trilogy. I think it's really cool. It's a really cool piece of art. I think. Um, but nonetheless, again, so th- you know, there's still there's still a lot of evidence to support that they're just as popular here, if yeah. not more popular in in the western in the eastern market than in the west. So. Um, I don't think it's pandering at all. I think um, I think from the video that we saw in the visions, a lot of these uh, creators and artists have, or, or have a lot, for a long time, they've wanted to create things in like they wanted to create anime because anime is specifically from Japan, yeah, um, or manga in the Star Wars universe. They've never been able to access the license because the license was held closely, so closely guarded by Lucasfilm for whatever reason. And now that Disney's taken over... I don't know if I would say for whatever reason. I mean, there's oh, yeah. obviously a yeah. reason. I mean, obviously you don't want people to go crazy with canon. Um, yeah, Disney is seems to be, at the very least, still trying to protect that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, we're obviously... We're kind of conflicted the as IP. to whether whether, um, yeah. whether Visions is actually canon yeah, in the right. Star Wars universe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But Mandalorian is. Mandalorian um, is. 100%. It's been a great show. So, you know, obviously we're all excited for season two. What I've heard is that season two is going to be almost yeah. nothing like season one. Huh? Season three. What do you mean season three? Season three is... Uh, season three, isn't it? No? Yeah, you're fucking right. Oh! Don't ju- don't play me, boy. Yeah, so they season. do have two seasons. So yeah, yeah. the third season is supposedly going to be nothing like the first two seasons. Yeah, because yeah, because the ending of the fir- the second season was just 
devastating. I mean, it was so it was like so badass and cool. Like I cried. I'm not lying. I cried, bro. I was like, you <laughs> cried, fucking Luke, bro. You like, cried when you God. saw Luke CGI out, bro. When he was fucking destroying the dark troopers, I was like, I was like, <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> like the biggest nerdgasm I've ever had, bro. The I was like, nerdgasms oh, were oh prominent. God. This is the Luke that I remember, bro, from when I was a kid, bro. I was like, oh my god, he's fucking him up. I was like, King, what a bunch of King shit, bro. <laughs> Fuck him up, Luke. Fuck him up. That's right. And then he's like, are you a Jedi? And I'm like, yes, he's the fucking V Jedi. the fucking Skywalker, bitch. Of course. <laughs> of course. So that was that was your nerdgasm is, is at the yes. end of season two. Yes, bro. Yeah, you're totally right. But anyways, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, so can't tell me. Can't deny that it was fucking amazing. Man, it was fucking incredible, obviously. I mean, seeing a Jedi just cut through them like oh. butter, bro. I mean, like nothing. Oh. I mean, it was just easy for him. The endorphins, bro. The endorphins. Like that's like a fucking cocaine <laughs> hit, bro. Every time, every time, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, my fucking. He's veins. slapping his fucking forearms <clears throat> right now. He's about to inject himself with more midichlorians. More midichlorians, bro. Give me more. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, season. Th- I'm excited for season three. You know, regardless, Pedro Pascal is obviously an incredible mm-hmm. actor mm-hmm. and a fucking awesome choice for Mandalorian. He, he was a very ex- excellent choice for Mandalorian. Um, incredible actor all around and and I hope I hope they continue with the badassery of drawing upon the expanded universe in uh, Obi-Wan um, because which again, is an exciting I, thing to look forward because to because you ask me what Obi-Wan does because he pretends he's dead and the reason he pretends he's dead is because he's guarding Luke and that's something that we see in Rebels you need to watch Rebels Rebels is amazing so do Jedis have like translocation or something like that because I mean he fucking <laughs> I mean, he like like Darth Vader. His lightsaber yeah. goes straight fucking through him, and his clothes just falls to the floor. Well, this is after. That's after uh the the series. That's after the events of Obi Wan. So the Obi Wan is before. Right, 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 right. But you're saying that he gets found later, um, because he's protecting Luke or whatever. Um, uh, and, so- and the events of Rebels are also before the 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 original trilogy. Oh, so does Ben Kenobi die when Darth Vader cuts him in half or yeah, not? He dies. You fucking earlier you said that he like survives that. Earlier oh, no, no, we were no. talking I, about I, that. I'm saying that in in Rebels, which is set before timeline wise, set before the original trilogy, that Ezra Bridger, who's a burgeoning Jedi Padawan, finds Obi Wan Kenobi and Tatooine with Darth Maul because Darth Maul is consumed by this quest. It's the only thing that has kept Darth Darth Maul, Darth Maul alive for so long. For years and years is all-consuming passion. Again, we see this, which is typical a typical trait of the Sith. Though Darth Maul actually renounces the Sith Order and claims that he is no longer a Sith. He's just a dark side user. Yeah. Um, uh, something again, which we talked about, which is like that, which is kind of we see in Visions, a theme that they explore in Visions of being dark side user, but not necessarily a Sith, conforming to the, the religion and um, the standards of the Sith. Right. The yeah. dogma. The dogma of the Sith. Yeah, and so Darth Maul is a dark side user, cons- all consumed by his ever his goal of defeating Obi Wan. That's the only thing he cares about. That's the only thing that drives him because he sees uh, the, he sees his defeat at the hands of Obi Wan as the cause for all of his woe in his life. So he makes his main point of living of re- is revenge of killing Obi Wan is his ultimate goal. And we see that in Visions. We see that with Ezra, who he connects with. Maul and Ezra have this connection in the Force. Because they use these holocrons, and it's a whole story. Anyways, holocrons. The holocrons are like you know repositories of, of knowledge for both the Sith and the Jedi. Um, very powerful artifacts of the Force. We're on Tatooine, and 
Ezra is there, Maul is there, and Ezra passes out in the desert. Obi Wan picks him up, and and Ezra says, "Hey, like you're the one that I saw in my vision." He has a Force vision and says, "You're the one that's the key to defeating the Sith." And he's like, "No, that's just something that Maul wanted you to see." And then Maul pops out. And he's like, "Fucking, I finally fucking found you, Obi Wan. After all these fucking years." And he, so they he have says, this, "Fucking" right there. He's no. like, "All these fucking years." No, no. He's like, "No," but it, that's what he wanted to say. He's like, "All these fucking years, I've been tracing you, Obi Wan. I found you, finally." He's all like deranged. Is the voice actor for Maul is amazing. Anyways, so uh, Obi Wan says, "You know what, youngin? You need to get on. I'm not what you're looking for." Um, and Maul and Obi Wan have this showdown. And, of course, Obi-Wan claps Maul's ass, um, ass cheeks vibrating to the air, and uh, he, he kills Maul. He kills Maul finally. He ends Maul's suffering uh, with a final blow. Sam Witwer. That's Sam- the guy that I was trying to fucking think of his name. He's the one that plays Darth Maul. I've seen him in the voice, uh, like in the like in the uh, the studio, mm. when he's voice acting. Fucking incredible to watch. Yeah. Like when he's like, Kenobi! Like just fucking mm. all out, like going crazy. Like, yeah. It's fucking awesome he to watch the emotion. Him yeah, he's a great, he's a great voice actor. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and so uh, Obi-Wan finishes him. Darth Maul's dead. And Darth Maul says to him, "Though she's like, why are you in Tatooine? Like what brought you here? There has to be a reason. And then as he's dying, he says, you're, you're defending him, aren't you? And he says, he's the chosen one. Tell me, is he's the chosen one? And Obi Wan is like, yes, yes, he is. And then Darth Maul dies. And he's referring to, to Luke, Luke Skywalker. And so at the very end of the episode, you see Obi Wan and his little, his little creature, his little lizard creature, and and you hear uh, Luke come inside, and you see like this little kid running inside the yeah, and it Damn. ends, and you're like, oh shit! So this whole time Obi Wan's been hiding, he's been pretending to be dead because he's looking over Luke, he's been watching over Luke this whole time, trying to make up, I guess. Part because he feels guilty because he killed his father because he, he killed Anakin. Yeah. Because Anakin, well, obviously we know that's not true because he's Darth Vader, but Anakin lives on. But, of course, Obi-Wan doesn't know that. Obi-Wan Well, yeah, I was going to say, he, he killed thinks him. he killed he him. He thinks he killed him on Mustafar, uh, which is not true. Right. Um, which he then later discovers when he's facing him down in that, that scene where he gets cut down um, by Vader. Um, but, yeah. And so we discover that that Luke is the one that eventually will restore balance, and he does. He he, he overthrows the Sith and restores balance. So, the, so the, yeah, for the most part, the you most know, part, until yeah. six, seven, and eight. I'm, not, I'm sorry, <laughs> until, until seven and eight, seven, eight, and nine yeah, come along. But he, he destroys the empire. He destroys the empire, which is the goal of the rebellion, right? Of the right. kind of restoring order, kind of right. balance to the force, right? Um, but yeah, so that I feel like, oh, dude, that's such a fucking badass episode. Like, what a great, yeah, what a great, episode. a good wrap up to what it. What a great episode, yeah. So that's what I hope they they, they explore. They kind of, I hope they explore in, in uh, Obi Wan in this new series. They explore of kind of like how he got, how he faked his death, and then ended up, you know, watching over Luke and Tatooine. Yeah, and I hope that they explore that that kind of journey that he has getting there to being to being from Obi Wan to being Ben to yeah, being yeah, the mentor, yeah. the old man. Um, the what, what a loaded question I asked unknowingly. Unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyways. Um, yeah, man. I think that's a, about it. We're going to wrap it up here. I'm hungry. I think I'm going to go back home and eat some, <laughs> eat dude, some food. Some nuggets. Some fucking food sounds some great right now. Bro. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. We're, like I said, we're getting closer to home every single episode. We're, I don't know where the fuck we're going to go next time. I don't know, we're going to have a homebrewed beer next time. That's the only. That's close. That's the closest to home we can get. True, true. I, at made, this point. I made it in my own backyard, brother. Exactly. I made so, it right here. 
kind of a yeah. I mean, uh, so free tail beer. Like I said, uh, shout out to what them. a fucking awesome beer. It was very enjoyable. Bat out of hell. Uh, I was never. Lager. I was never a craft brewing guy until all of a sudden I was. And <laughs> holy shit, what an introduction! Never and and, and free tail is obviously one of the uh, yeah. one of the more prominent ones here in San Antonio. Um, Hell's Lager. That's what we just had today. The bat out of hell's. Um, and then we went on a whole fucking Star Wars rant. And guys, I'm so excited for Obi Wan. Um, you know, yeah. Visions was a, is a is a pretty good show so far. Um, obviously, I'm excited to dive further into that. Yeah, there's there's definitely certain episodes that are better than others. There's like so? an, there's an episode where like a droid becomes a Jedi, and I was like, how does he that can work? manipulate the midi chlorians? Uh, and it, it, they don't ex- they don't. It, he's like one of those where he's like General Grievous, where he's a robot and like. I, I keep to, saying manipulate the midi chlorians. Yeah. It's manipulate the force because the best, he has a higher midi chlorian. The best episode count. is episode five. I think you five an, animation wise. It's very like accustomed what you would see to normal anime, like mainstream anime, and yeah, yeah. that's really popular in Japan. And the story is the best, and you're like, "Oh shit, I gotta make a whole series out of this one." So, so you hear, you heard it here first. Episode five, episode five of Visions. Best go one. check it out. Best one. So, yeah. like I said, guys, make sure you guys go check out Free Tale. Great fucking beer. Go I watch like Star Wars. So far. Go watch Star Wars. If you haven't watched Star Wars, go watch it. It's, go it's, fucking catch up on your Star Wars journey. lore. It's a journey. Like, you got to watch it with somebody. Like, if you're new to Star Wars, watch it with somebody who has watched it before. It's easier than having to read a book. It is. It is. Uh, they're just very long. They're long movies. We'll, we'll I'll give are. it that. Um, so it's a little bit of like if you if you get bored with that type of shit, then I can understand. But you know, watching somebody that and that is already a fan and they, they, they like love seeing you react to like the, all the plot twists in Star Wars. So yeah. So anyways, Visions is excellent. Um, the animated series are excellent, and of course, I think in terms of a uh, best kind of series to come out recently for Star Wars in the past decade. <laughs> unfortunately, I do not agree that it's a sequel trilogy. Um, uh, I think story-wise and just cinematically, you know, uh, is Mandalorian. Go watch Mandalorian. It's amazing. If you're not a Star Wars fan, it's a space western. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Disney, please. I love you. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell you I love you as many times as I'll tell you as much as you want. So shout out to Freetail. Uh, uh, Bat out of hell. Hell is German lager. Bat, bat out of hell. Bat out of hell is Jordan Lager. Shout out to Star Wars fans out there. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this uh, episode. I know I did because I'm a big Star Wars nerd, so I got to talk a lot about that shit like, like I like. Big Star Wars chungus. Um, and, and also, <laughs> don't forget, check out the website, check out our social medias, and fucking leave a review if you are enjoying the podcast. Yeah. It helps us out so incredibly much. Like, you have you have no idea how much it, it matters that you just fucking hit that five star. Those algorithms are incredibly powerful, so please, people, help us use them. Hit that fucking five star. Give us give us a like. Give us a yeah, comment. Give whatever us some the feedback. We're always open to feedback. Literally, fucking message me and tell me you <laughs> suck balls. I'll take that. We'll take it too. We'll take the haters too. Fuck it. We'll take it. I'll all. take all of it. We'll take it all. I appreciate all of you. All right, guys. Uh, my name is Goya Lopez. I'm Manny Lada. And this has been Nerds, Nerds and Slurred, Slurred Words, Words, baby. Ooh, ambrosia. <laughs> Ever the ambrosia. Ambrosia. <laughs> Spicy. Spicy. Well, you guys Spicy. have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>